welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Green Beige Podcast. As always, that is AJ. He's the Green. I am Ken. I am the Beige. And we are welcoming again as we continue our coverage of the NBA playoffs and the NBA finals. Adam, what is happening, my brother? Hey, just cool. You know what I mean? Always cool. Always cool. Warming up in the in the British Isles as <laughs> spring is closing and summer is getting near. Fighters getting hot. It is true. Yeah. It is true. I mean, I know AJ, he's been in summer since probably mid March. So, <laughs> well, look, I even tell you, I, I ain't talking too much because that's just generating more heat. So, <laughs> understood, sir. Well, over here, we, we, we still continue with the Caribbean esque weather. Which is bright blue skies and sun in the morning, and thunderstorms in the afternoon. Even had a little heat. Weirdest, the weirdest thing ever. Coming home, so yeah, that's this, that seems to be shaping up to be the Colorado summer. If you guys need to do, do it in the morning. If you don't want to get catching the rain in the evening. <laughs> but anyhow, we'll be talking. We, we've been talking about some hotness, right? Some heat, and right now these NBA playoffs are definitely heating up. I mean, there's a lot of heat statements being made. I guess that means that he had to win one because off the rip, as usual, we are talking about these finals that are tied. 1-1 one, one is the score between Denver and Miami. Denver has lost the game to Miami for the first time at home since 2015. This is incredible. And as you can imagine, for me who lives here in the Malahai City, I am seeing lots of downcast faces after <laughs> one game because these Nuggets have a history of breaking hearts over here in Denver. So Adam, Denver dropped one at home. What did Denver do wrong in this last game? compared to what they did in game one that they won so convincingly here at Ball Arena? Um, I don't want to be utterly hard on the Nuggets. I think they were outcoached in game two. And it's a tribute to what we all said about Eric Spolstra. But since the question is on Denver and what they did wrong, uh, the others, you know, we hear Shaq, and it's Shaq in particular, got this language, the others, you know, the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Denver's prowess has been attributed to how well not only the fulcrum players, which is obviously MVP, Nikola Jokic, or his bona fide sidekick, Jamal Murray. By the way, Jokic dropping 41, I think 11, or um, only 11, and everybody going berserk. Oh, he only had four assists. As though for the one eleven of four is a bad stat. That's never a bad stat. Unless you're obviously Nikola Jokic from 2023 playoffs who has been comfortably putting down a triple-double every time you walk on the court. Um, the others, and I'm speaking about the Contavious Caldwell Popes of the world, who I think only dropped six points. And then the, the notable um, uh, player would be Michael Porter Jr., who was particularly cold 
in that game too. Even when he had great looks, he was still getting those great looks. Um, so Porter Jr., Caldwell Pope, um, even Bruce Brown, who can you love to say the Bruce getting loose? Bruce was again very loose in game. In game. It's true. He was again very loose in game two. Um, and and why Denver fans are probably worrying is because the Heat, they have super production from Jen, Jimmy Bucket and still pull off the win. But I think they could look towards the fact that the others were as productive as they normally would have been. Notice I did not even mention uh, Gordon, who I think only had 11 or 12 points as well. So a lot of the narrative is being spun, oh, um, you know, we can make Nikola Jokic beat us by scoring, by letting him score and stopping him from passing. That's all well and good. But he still actually got passes off to the likes of Michael Porter Jr. and KCP for sure. If you watch that game, remember that game, they still had relatively good looks. Um, I, know, I, I know we can come to talking about the Heat, so I can leave my comments on what he did. Um, to, to gain that game, uh, that, that game to win. But that's my thoughts on, on what the Nuggets did or got wrong. Okay. What were you, AJ? Did you have similar thoughts? Did you have different thoughts? What went wrong for Denver? Uh, I didn't get to see as much as, of this game as I would have liked. It was more so just the second half. I didn't see the first. Um. I think guys just weren't hitting shots. It's as simple as that. Because <laughs> to Adam's point, Jokic had four assists. And, and I know the narrative has been that, yeah, the Miami decided that they made some adjustments and they decided they'll let him be the scorer, but not the passer and the playmaker, right? Which is cool and all well and good. But again, to go back to Adam's point, he did get some passes off, but guys were enjoying shots. I, I, I think it's, it's as simple as that. And it, it wasn't a... It wasn't a, a, a like it was a blowout win. I mean, it came down to the last possession, so it's not like they got it entirely wrong that night. It was still a close game, even with that. But uh, I, I, I'll be succinct because we have to talk about the heat. <laughs> I, I want to hear y'all on that, though. So I, I have nothing more to say. I think I think that's basically it. What they did wrong was just that they had an off night, and then you cannot have such an off night with a team the ilk of the Miami Heat on the other end of the floor, and a coach with the mind of Eric Okay, So, I had a couple of X's and those where this game was concerned compared to what I saw in game one. Because you see, the name of the episode this week is Size and Adjustments. And one thing that the Denver Nuggets has an advantage in compared to the Miami Heat is size. Everybody, with probably the exception of Jamal Murray, is taller than their counterparts on the side of the Miami Heat. And we saw in game one, especially with Aaron Gordon, who put up 12 points in the first quarter by taking Gabe Vincent behind the woodshed and slapping him around his head every single time down the floor. It was, we'll get, we're not even going to run in action to get a switch. Gabe Vincent is just too small and he is marking Aaron Gordon. We'll give Aaron Gordon the ball. Aaron Gordon is too strong and he bullies him and pushes him down under the rim 
turns around and scores. Game two, the I mean, this is now the adjustment that the Heat made, where they put Jimmy, sorry, they put Jimmy on, um, Jamal. What was his name? on Jamal Murray, and yeah. they brought in Kevin Love to match yeah. with Aaron Gordon. Yeah. So what the Denver Nuggets did not do was to take whoever Gabe Vincent was marking and put him in the post to take Gabe Vincent behind the woodshed and slap him on his head. <laughs> there were no adjustments made in that regard by Mike Malone. And then, as you guys said, the guys weren't making shots. And when you look at the bot score from last night's game, it, it makes really, really poor reading on behalf of all of the Nuggets starters, except for Jokic. Michael Porter Jr., 2 of 8 from the field, 1 of 6 from 3, a minus 15 in the plus minus, 5 points. Aaron Gordon, 5 of 7, which shows that he probably needed to get some more opportunities. He was 2 of 2 from the 3-point range, 12 points, but he was also minus 7. Jokic, even with his 41 points, was minus 11. KCP, 1 of 4 from the floor, 6 points, minus 14. Jamal Murray, 7 of 15, 18 points, minus 2. The three subs, believe it or not, were the only ones that had a positive plus minus for the game. And those three subs, my boy, Bruce Brown, 14 points, sorry, 11 points, plus 14. Jeff Green, 9 points, plus 12. Christian Brown, 6 points, plus 8 in the plus minus. So, Jokic is scoring because nobody else is scoring. If it's one thing that he's not going to do is that he's not going to force it just because he decides, oh, tonight I need to score 40. No, if the guys are hitting the shots, he'll comfortably score 20 and have 20 assists. But if the guys aren't scoring, then it behooves him to you know, take it the slack. And even Jamal Murray, who is usually very reliable in the scoring department, he wasn't hitting shots either. So I know you guys would have heard it. I've, heard it. I've been hearing it. Ever since that game finished, oh, you have to make Jokic a scorer because when Jokic scores 40 points, well, 40 plus points, then the Nuggets currently have a losing record. In every game that he does not score 40 points, they've only lost once. But how are you going to tell the man that he, he he scores 40 points and is a problem when nobody else is scoring? He he does that when he has to. It's not something that he wants to do all the time. I just want to piggyback off, off of that slightly, sure. slightly, if I may, uh, and say it, this, this, go, this is, you know, the philosopher. Let's go and take it back historically a little bit sometimes. This reminds me of a series the Phoenix Suns were playing, and I cannot remember who they were playing against, but they were up like two zip in the series. And the defensive strategy then was to make Nash score. So we're going to take away all of Nash's options. You know Steve Nash used to run that offense and so on and so forth. And Steve Nash, like Jokic, would have comfortably get 
12 points, 15 points, no care. And a mountain of assists and the W. And they made Steve Nash into the score. And he dropped like 40, but the Suns lost. The very next game, he dropped 40 again, had 15 or 16 assists, and the Suns obliterated the team. I cannot remember who it was, but I can do my research and come forward. <laughs> but it's a dangerous narrative to perpetuate that a player that of the MVP caliber that Jokic is, um, making them into a scorer because they prefer to assist, you think that you will get their team to lose if you do that to that type of player again. I could comfortably see Nikola Jokic dropping 40 again and this time having 15 assists simply because MPJ and AG50 and KCP and them guys will now then hit the shots that they were missing. The one game that they probably was missing like that for the whole playoffs. Let me be very, very honest. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't see it necessarily happening. Happening again. But we can cut to the heat and what they do. Let the heat reciprocate that. We got a series, I can tell you. Well yeah, but I mean like one of the things that we always keep hearing is that in the playoffs is all about adjustments, right? And one of the criticisms, Adam, you would remember especially, that we were constantly making two people who were forever saying, oh, but the Lakers are going to make adjustments, the Lakers are going to do this, the Lakers are mm -hmm. going to do that, was that, but you're saying that the Lakers are going to make all of these adjustments as if Denver isn't going to make any. So, Correct. What I saw in this game too were heat adjustments and no adjustments made by Denver. And I think that that is a piece of the chess match that is being played between Malone and Spo. Because why would I need to do all of, why do I need to show my hand in game When I'm two? up one zip. When I'm up one zip. <laughs> And they have all confidence. It's not as if to say that they were the 2023 Warriors who couldn't win on the road. The Nuggets have been winning on the road. They've been winning at home. They're comfortable regardless of where they go, be it mm. level or altitude. Mm. Why would I need to come now mm. and display all my wares today in game two <laughs> when, I might need, when I might actually need them? down the road in Miami. In Miami. <laughs> in Miami so I mean I have been critical myself talking about how Malone did not call a timeout at the end of regulation in game 2 because I thought that if you have the opportunity why don't you call the timeout he had two yeah. that he could have worked with but again if you look at it from the point that I just made why would you then display your end of game play or plays when you could trust Jamal Murray to get a good shot which he did and hopefully hit it to take us into overtime rather than say all right call timeout I can go on the whiteboard and they can drop the play that I might necessarily I might prefer to run in game five if the score is 2-2 rather than know when it's 1-0 Heading to Miami. That's a Phil Jackson philosophy, boy. 
that's a Phil Jackson philosophy. I I being very, very serious. Like like Phil Phil Zen theory is yeah, if we could take two nil here, we could take the two nil without me showing my hand. You know what I mean, obviously he had a Mike and he had a Kobe. So like, mm-hmm. um, either of them taking that shot, it probably was going in, but he didn't normally get it, let it get there early in the series because should he need to pull that ace, it should be for later in the series for the kill shot or for the for the clutch game for a game three or game four. You know what I mean? That yeah, mm-hmm. you need to win. And considering that theory, though, Griffith, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, you got so me thinking. I, mean, I have been I have been very critical of Malone and not in not calling the timeout. But the more I think about it, the more I can give you a blow because th- this might be chess, not checkers. And he's playing against a chess master on the other side. Which <laughs> over to the other side. Miami. How did Miami turn this around. And before you jump in, Adam, I can let AJ go first. Nah, I want to hear AJ first. I definitely <laughs> want to I was hoping you didn't call me. Please don't call me. I want to hear the team. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give you all the X's and O's. I'm leaving that to you guys. There's no need for all three of us to say the exact same thing. Right? I'll leave the, I'll leave the philosopher and Mr. NBA himself to do the, the, the tactical breakdown, right? So all I will say is, all I will say is, it, it, was, it was obviously adjustments that were made. And we just spoke about from the Nuggets and how they were able to, to corral, in a sense, um, Jokic. Even though he did get some passes off, yes. But you can see that that was their game plan, essentially, to try and like, not let him be the, the, the end-all, be-all on the team, right? Yes, other guys were, weren't hitting shots on the Nuggets. But I, I, I think it was just, again... It was the adjustments. It was, and you know what? You know what the funny thing is. So I, I, like Jimmy didn't even have a great scoring night. Jimmy hit seven shots in game two. He hit seven shots of nineteen. Caleb Martin, because he was dealing with injury or something like that, right? Or, or Ill, illness, or, right? Something like that. Because I, I noticed that he didn't start, and I, I heard a little something come up. And I, I was just checking, and he played like twenty-one minutes. That that boy hit one shot in the entire game. So if, if he does get back to, like, at least Eastern Conference final strength, that I, Miami still have another gear they could kick into. Look, I, you know how I feel. I, I, I just felt that these boys are going to win one in Denver, whether it be no or game five, whatever. I'm still holding firm to my prediction because I still feel that they take one at home, but that this series gets wrapped up in Miami in game six. Um, I, I, I just think, I think it was Miami just doing what we have seen them do, especially in the, like, throughout the entire playoffs, actually. Because they have a record of, of having, I think they're, they, what, what is it that they are, they are, they have, how many is it, like 10 or 11 wins when they're, something like that, when they're down by 10 plus in the, going into the fourth or something like that? Something along yeah. those lines. But either way, they keep the game close. And if you are having an off night as their opposition, they can capitalize. They'll snatch it. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what I think Which is what mm-hmm. I think they did. It was a snatch and grab. They, they, they played well to their adjustments. They, they did what they had to do. They just kept it tight, kept it close. And then when the time was ready, they struck. And they were able to see out the game, I have to say. Because honestly, like you said, Ken, 
Jamal Murray got a good look. And if he drains that shot and it goes into overtime, like there's no telling what happens there. You never know if in that five minute span the Nuggets could have like taken it. But Miami was fortunate to get it. It's just how it happens, though. But I think that they executed what their game plan was. Maybe not necessarily to perfection, but they executed it well enough. And to go back home with the series split, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Indeed. What about you, Adam? Tell me about these Miami. No. No, these Miami Heat, if y'all can remember, I said they have to snatch one in the mountains. They have to get one in the If they get one in the mountains, they're putting people on notice. The way AJ made a very, very good point in that Miami's MO, especially when they know they're not, they're the underdog. When they know they're the underdog, they can, they can ride it, especially if you're good. Like Denver are, you can write it, write it so that they, you're just within touching distance, and half you for not eating. That's Miami, and and then then they'll be like, "Yep, sorry, this dub is mine." That that's Miami, and we're all all kudos to the top quarter and blah 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 blah. But that that's how, and and really and truly, if you were undersized, undermatched, and any boxing fans out there and what's not, no. If you man got reach on you, got power on you, possibly got speed, you can take your opportunities. That's how Miami this box. That being said, Eric Spolstra's adjustments in this game were phenomenal. Number one, remember he played in Mulhai City. One of the notable things that all of our what would call superior um pundits in all the big networks nobody mentioned so if we're hearing this i ain't hear this nowhere so to this if there's a hot take tell people to send it to whoever nobody mentioned the fact that bam bam had a great game one i was out of breath by mid third quarter which is to the same point i think ken made where people playing in the mile high city they underestimate the altitude difference. Even though you're playing indoors, yeah? That was a key thing. So what did Spo do? Spo threw bodies at who Bam Bam had to mark, which is what made him out of breath. Bam Bam's assignment was the joker. So what did Spo do? He not only threw um, Kevin Love at Aaron Gordon, but the switches between Love, Cody Zeller, and the same Bam Bam on Nikola Jokic, even though Jokic dropped 41, yeah, also saved their energy for that court fourth quarter push, which is what Miami did because their boxing out ability in the fourth quarter and out rebounding of Denver in said same fourth quarter is what gave them the, the spurt. The, the 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 energy they needed to take to have a go at that game and for me that was genius that was one of the that was that was a top 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 adjustment um another adjustment that 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 sport did that gave Miami this game is that they put the lockdown defender on Jamal Murray the principal is as Steve Kirk calling the head of the state. You know what I mean? So they say Jimmy Butler. 
Jimmy, hear what's going on. Don't worry about AJ. AJ murder came, get, get Vincent. I'm buddy, where you mentioned Gabe Vincent. But you didn't mention um the same Caleb Martin because a couple of the switches in game one was on Caleb Martin too. And they could do nothing with Aaron Gordon. So Jimmy Butler started to help later in that game on Aaron Gordon. Suppose like don't worry about that. We got the bodies going there for them, man. We need you to lock down Jamal Murray. He might still get his and what's not, which is why. Michael Porter Jr. and KCP and even Bruce Brown missing uh, key shots that they still got became such a big factor in that game because the adjustments that Spo made gave those guys further opportunity to kill the heat and they didn't. So Spo just kept the ball rolling, kept Miami there. When the opportunity presented itself, Game grab. I ain't even getting into the stats and what's not. I can leave that there for the grip man. You know what I mean? But the but the adjustment for me was everything in game two. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to adjustments, there are few coaches in the league that are better than Spo. We have to give Spo sure. flowers for that. And the Kevin Love insertion, which gave him a body that could match up pretty well against Aaron Gordon. You know, Kevin Loving giving you no half hour in the game. No. But the 22 <laughs> minutes that he gave, especially at the beginning of the game, were enough to take Aaron Gordon out of rhythm because they did not try to play through Aaron Gordon the way they played in the first game. And like I mentioned when he talked about Denver just now, whoever that uh, Gavisa was marking did not take him down in the post. So that played directly into their hands. No, when you bring in a bigger body to match up on AG50, then if Bam is allowed to roam, as he was able to do against, um, against, just lost my train of thought. Thanks, Dom, for your comment <laughs> in the chat. Just derail my train of thought. Right, so you allow Bam to roam, similar to how, um, Anthony Davis was able to roam against the Lakers, well, with the Lakers against the same Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. It creates challenges that Denver now has to figure out. And again, when you when you bring in Jimmy Butler to your point, and you put him on Jamal Murray, now you have two athletic defenders that are going to be switching when they go into the two-man game with he and Jokic which had its success um, in this game. So from that perspective, the adjustments clearly work. And then the other thing too is the, this zone that the Heat keep using. So the use Sweet zone one. in the first game, and in a lot of cases at that time, the zone was like a one-two-two, where the paint was kind of open and you had men just occupying the zones around the perimeter because at that point in time the nuggets were shooting a lot of threes as because i, I listened to a lot of people talking about this game and breaking it down from draymond green and steve kerr to jj reddick on the old man and the three podcast and he said that the 
But Steve Kerr said that the zone that they were running was kind of a hybrid zone. It, it, mm-hmm. it was zone, yes, but you still had men. With a woman, man. So, With a woman, yeah. So it was it was hybrid from that perspective. And then I saw, especially in the third quarter, when the Heat were trying to chisel away at the lead that the Nuggets had built up in the second and at the start of the third, where it was a 1-3-1 zone, where now, instead of having men all around the perimeter, you actually had a man positioned at the top of the key. So when the Nuggets now are trying to beat the zone by making doing some action and getting Jokic to come in onto the top of the key, which is going to bring exactly. the man up from the baseline. Now you got a man there standing. So when he comes here, he's going to be contesting on the catch, which cuts that opportunity out from passing the ball to Jokic at the top of the key, getting him into that post area where now he has an opportunity to survey, see who's making the cut, hit an arrow garden in stride, hit a KCP in stride. No, no, we ain't got that anymore. Because when you step in here, you, know, you step in on somebody. So they did the heat did a lot. They did they did stuff that definitely took the nuggets out of rhythm. And they still have more to show, I am sure. They, I can they, tell you that. Nobody has shown everything so far in this in this matchup. And I'm still looking to see what, well, not what, but how Mike Malone is going to account for the zone. How is it so hard to beat the zone? I just because the that. zone is not just hybrid. Um, you, you didn't finish Kerr's point. The zone is just hybrid. It's also, it's also mobile. So whereas most zones are stagnant until the ball and, and the ball dictates the motion, whatever side it is on. So, for instance, a 2 3 zone or a 3 2 zone or a 2 1 2 or whatever, 2 2 1 2. Um, the, if the ball goes to the right, you know, the, the zone shifts to the right. If it goes to the left, it shifts to the left, and so on and so forth. This zone that Expo played, everybody's still moving. You know what I mean? So, so which was disrupting the. The the motion passes that you mentioned just now, when your kids catches the ball, and you know you got you got automatically got some at least two runners, one baseline, one weak side, wherever your kids is, whether it's high post or low post, maybe flat down in the middle of the key, top of the key, whatever. This zone kind of like dealing with that. So even though he gets some of the passes off, is making it tremendously difficult. It's also dealing well with Jamal's um, high, high pick and roll. Because mm-hmm. Denver's high pick and roll ain't quite like a Utah's, like that legendary high screen high pick and roll that um, Stockton and Malone used to run. It's kind of like San Antonio's with um, with Timmy D Parker. and Tony Parker, where, yeah, where they were high, they were screen, he would, the guard would screen off of the big man, but instead of cutting down, they will cut wide. So, so the defender not only screened off, but the defender that would pick him up if he come down, don't know where to go because he's gone, he gone left. That's what Jamal Murray is killing. 
uh, with, with Jokic. This zone, dealing with that because the man that inactive on the weak side can, if he if he takes the, the dash outward instead of down, that man on the weak side can deal with him. You know what I mean? So like, like, like you said, I, 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 I am anxious to see what Mike Malone do and Denver Nuggets do to deal with his zone. Um, apart from the obvious that they got to hit the shots. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, <laughs> chess in action. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for anybody that is that loves to follow coaching and coaching adjustments, this is a series to watch because with the exception of Kerr and Pop, right now, Mike Malone probably is top three, no lower than top five of the coaches in the Western Conference. Tyron Lue up there too. What? Tyron yeah. Lue, Tyron Lue, Tyron Lue up there. I, 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 I got to get Louis Flores, even though he's coaching that musty team in the, in the basement. You know, he's, he, 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 he up there. He up there. I got, he got rid Lou. Lou can adjust. Right, so so, right, so that's what I'm saying. That if he's not top three, he's top five. Because top five, yeah. if we're going to say Kerr and Park and Lou, then Malone will have to be four. Because who who else is there really to to count on? Because you might have said Marty, but Marty gave him out and sold twice in in a elimination game. Yeah, Marty. Marty is, and the thing about it is, Marty isn't really an adjustment man. You know what I mean? Marty's a, Marty's a reactionary coach. You know what I mean? In the moment. So, Marty can play his hand. <laughs> Regardless. Marty can live on day by the sword. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and reloop the next time by perfecting what he didn't get right. That's Marty's style. That's also, uh, what's his name? Dwayne, that's like Dwayne Casey and then. Them boys, they 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 live or die by the sword. They're not a, they mean chess masters like Pops mm. and the Phils and the Steve Kerr's. They men Lenny Wilkins, Don Nelson. Them 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 men is tacticians. <laughs> mm. Uh, Flip Saunders. Um, um, we named that remember Dallas. Um, oh Carlo. my days, R- Rick Carlo. Them men, you know what I mean? Them is them is tacticians. I mean, you can even toss Larry Brown in there. Larry Brown's problem is that he had an enigma called Alan Everson, <laughs> who was a mortar that never stopped. You know what I mean? But you saw Larry Brown's tactical genius when he coached Detroit, for argument's sake, when they beat the Lakers um, in, in, our, in our finals. But I agree. <laughs> this way, those You should see some tactics here, boy. It is true. And not only should you see some tactics, but there's rumors of reinforcements coming for the Heat. Tyler Hero, he may be back for game three. AJ, do you think this makes a difference? Or what difference does this make for Miami? I think it should make a positive difference. If this were any other team, I'd, I'd probably say, well, you know what? The man coming back in might disrupt the chemistry and all sort of thing. But I do not believe that to be the case with Miami here. Because... This isn't just a, like a one-off something happening this season and it started with when Tyler Hero went down. Like this team's been doing this. It's, it's not like they weren't like the top seed in the East last season and also they did have a bad regular season this season, but they've been this kind of team for 
a while now. So I, I think that it is a positive reinforcement. Again, like I said, I didn't. So y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I remember hearing at the half. So yeah, when I tuned in, it was just before the half. So I saw most of this, the second half, basically. Pretty sure I remember hearing that statistically Miami did not have a very good three-point shooting first half. I, I'm, That's correct. There we go. I, I, I can't see how... I mean, the, the thing is, I, you, you would want to assume that at this level, Tyler Hero won't have too much rust to knock off. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that... I ain't saying that he can come in in the first game and set the record with 12 threes and that kind of thing, but he should be able to get back into a stride easily. I do think it's, it's positive for them because of that fact that I just mentioned, that, um, that they, they haven't been shooting well. But the fact that, yeah, from beyond the arc, uh, and they hadn't in that first half. So the fact that they're getting back their premier guy from, from outside, and they still have like that, that one game at mile high, it, it, uh, to me, it, it is a positive step. Because I still do think that one of these guys outside of Jimmy Butler is going to have that kind of night as well in Miami. So, again, I still think they're taking a game down there, boys. Talk to me. Talk to me. Is the hero coming to the rescue? It's difficult to say, but I can put myself out on a limb and say yes, because game three is in Miami. Game three is in Miami. That's a massive factor. And it's 1-1. That's another massive factor. If it was 2-zip, that would be added pressure. You know what I mean? Man coming off an injury, you can't really blame me if you have a bad game. And if you have a big game, you're like, wow. So, so it's easy to to, to throw defense and say, well, I don't know. I say, I say it can be a factor. It can be a huge thing. Uh, also, because he's not likely to start. He's not likely to start. You know, he back for game. Even if he back for game three, he's not likely to start. I don't even think if he if he's back for three and and obviously you would play a four. I don't think he starts three or four. But I think he can be a huge factor because he would have been that guy that would have started instead of well, instead of Gabe Vincent, but Gabe Vincent is playing well. So Strauss is the man that probably would have had to sit down in the start of the lineup. But knowing Spo, Spo is not going to disturb that starting lineup and bring Hero from the bench to knock down some of them important threes that Miami need. Because they do not see MPJ, KCP, and them boys missing them shots that they missed in game two. So I I I think Hero gonna be a gonna be a welcome return. Gonna be a welcome return. Okay. Especially because Strauss ain't really playing all good anyway. So here is my hot take for the night. I I see the return of Tyler Hero as a net zero. I do not see Tyler Hero being the hero that Miami needs. He is not he is not LeBron James walking onto that floor for Miami. And the main reason why I say this, regardless of how good a shot maker hero can be at times, 
Tyler Hero is not a good defender. So when you bring him in, who are you taking out? Are you going to take, well, Mastruz is not a very good defender either. But Better than Hero, though. There you go. And we talk about Gia Vincent getting carried down behind the woodshed and slapped out around the head. When the men put the switch with Hero's defender, with the guy that Hero is defending, and anybody, everybody has the advantage in a matchup against Tyler Hero. Everybody. He is not taller than Jamal Murray. And he's not strong enough to mark Murray by himself. So when you go to the zone and we give the ball to Murray, somebody has to double because that was one of the adjustments as well that um, Coach Kerr made mention of. Whenever Jamal got the ball in his hand, you're blitzing to get the ball out of his hand. So if you're going to keep blitzing him to get the ball out of his hand and you have a Tyler Hero that falls asleep on defense. If he is the guy that is guarding the zone on you the big side like, corner, yeah, his yeah. man is going to be cutting, coming in constantly. Yeah. So Hero, for all of his shooting prowess, may actually still be unplayable because of the issues that he's going to cause them defensively. This is not the regular season. We, this is not somebody <laughs> saying, oh, well, you know, we can just keep like running our offense and, and whatever. No. This is this is the NBA Finals. And Mount Olympus. There you go. And the, the Nuggets, admittedly, did not come with the right approach in the last game. One of the things that they, that they have said repeatedly in every press conference is that they did not play with enough force. So guess what's coming? We going down in the post. We carrying men behind the woodshed and we slapping them around the head. So bring Tyler Hero. Bring what, 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 Tyler this is, Hero. Because MBJ would carry him in the post. You would get, I'm so glad you went on that because I, I, I was re refusing to mention when you kept bringing up the game, Vincent, and we not wait, wait, it in. What they didn't do with him, what uh, Aaron Gordon did in, in game one, is again because of an adjustment that Spoman, the man that gave Vincent was assigned, was the one man on the Denver Nuggets roster who, just like a certain superstar in Boston, not number seven, number zero, prefers to hang on the perimeter. That's MPG. Not and not in the post, that's MPG. So one of the major adjustments was Sportal gave Vincent and used the man again torment in the post. So when you're on my floor, go find your your, your assignment. Cause like you said with Kerr, yeah, is a is a is a is a mobile, like we said, it's a mobile zone. And it was still operated similar to a man. But gave Vincent man was MPG. So that he didn't get carried on behind the woodshed. And strip naked. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but but the problem is the problem is even if that's Tyler Hero, in particular if that's Tyler Hero, and mind you, I never said Hero is going to be no hero. I just think he he, he can be a factor. But if that's Tyler Hero, and let you should never bring in force, AJ, I think Miami needs a prayer because <laughs> That will become a massive problem for Miami. 
Yep, so... No, the question is, fellas, because we see two games. I had Denver winning both at home, but it's the split. Same. So, I'm giving you, I give you the chance. I'm giving you the, oh, do you want to change your prediction? Do you let, me, let me start. No. <laughs> so, you still but have you, but, but it's, he, huh? he, he, he owns, he owns song. He on song. He, mm. he was always. He I, was always no, with this. Granted, granted, the only difference between what y'all say, was saying and I saying, and even with all this Tyler Hero talk and me saying that, I still think that these men losing in six games. But that's it. Six games. That that I, I said that from the start, and I'm maintaining that because I said that they had to take one in Denver, and they did it. Whether it's going to be this or or game the um, game five when they went back for the for that return leg. Basically, and I, I'm still confident that they take one at home. I'm not changing. I'm still saying six games. Nuggets in six. I don't you want to change anything on your prediction? Nah, I change it neither. Because remember, oh, hey, oh, don't from the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, I still think I still think them in five. Um, where I thought Miami would have won game three, I mean, won game two. So it got me kind of itchy, yeah, honestly, because this or how the two games gone. If after two games we at two two, I get trouble. I I I look for me to sell out. <laughs> for me to sell out. I want to know what to tell you. Love for me to sell out. But I still think Denver have too much. Denver's got too much, and unless Spore pull a rabbit, also you know where, and Jimmy Butler turn into. Michael Jordan, some on dope. <laughs> um, yeah, Denver still Denver fun. It's still Denver. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, somebody might look at this now, right, and think that because I put the question here, do you want to change your prediction? Does that means that I over here getting cold feet? But when the rain falling, I just got my socks on, and right now. <laughs> Inside my house, pretty warm. I am not changing my prediction either. I am still sticking let you out of to Denver and five. I know right now the margin for error just gone through the window. Yeah, boy. We we out. But at the same time, this this is where even though I can understand why those who are here on the mountain top might be feeling a little uncomfortable especially based on the fact that they just split at home when the nuggets were playing i guess you could almost say like their ball in the first game they were up by plenty miami was able to fight back but they still won the game by 11 points in this game just gone denver had a horrendous shooting night they did not play very good defense and they turned the ball over constantly in the second half. That's something, yeah, true. That's something we didn't even mention. I didn't true. mention it then because I wanted to mention it now. So when uh, you take all of that into consideration, they lost by three points with the ball in the air by Jamal Murray and it just came off the rim as opposed to going in. So much went wrong for Denver in this game. That when now they get any of these things corrected, 
any of these things credit. So, okay, Jimmy didn't have the best shooting night. But how much points did Jimmy end with? Jimmy ended 23? with 21 points. 21, 21, 21. 21 points or 7 to 19 shooting. All right. Yeah, but Jimmy that's had two trees. <laughs> Jimmy hit two trees that he had. Jimmy Butler is a lot of things, but a three-point specialist, he is not. So he hit two trees. Cool, no problem. We take that. We give. If Jimmy is taking trees, we let Jimmy take the tree, which was one of the mistakes. I don't remember who was the defender, but one of the defenders made, which allowed him to get an and one, because Jimmy went with a short fake on the tree. I wasn't KCP. KCP. But I yep. don't remember. If it, was, it was probably KCP because KCP had a real KCP. bad game defensively. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. I think I'm pretty sure he followed too, if I remember correctly. He did follow. Also, correct. And two of his fouls were on three point shots. Three point shots, yeah. Correct. He not making that brain farts again. Not when Malone probably slapped you on his head every day since since um, Sunday. He wouldn't need to. He wouldn't need to. KCP's a champion. KCP's a champion. There you go. I mean, KCP KS, got pedigree. So KCP ain't making ain't making mistakes twice. Not Contavious Court call report, we know. So so when you take all that into consideration, Denver played probably their worst game of the playoffs so far. It was probably what did I say? The, the game that they lost to to Minnesota in the first round. They had no such letdowns when they played against the Lakers because it was the Lakers that didn't want to get them a sniff. Or the Suns. Or the Suns. The level of application that we had seen in games prior, we did not see in this game too. Know that the series is 1-1, Nuggets can wake up. And that is why Bruh. they're still going to win this in five. You said something there that, that interests me greatly. It interests me greatly, like, what did I say? I, I showed up to my boys over here on this side of the pond, Clot Sports and them boys, a, um, a, B and them guys, Jord and jo- John and them. What did I say on, on, on this podcast, on other podcasts that have been on? Denver have to have, not one, two bad quarters. Mm-hmm. And Miami have to be shooting awesome. Miami to pick off a game. I, I, I call it. Like, you just reminded me about that, fam. I didn't even... I can go into our chats and start a show off tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I, I know one of them guys will be like, yeah, I call it... But, like, no, I, I ain't saying it's bad when you call something to, to raise your hand. But, it's, I, like, it's true. Like, Denver got to go... Denver have to have at least two... Denver, do you know that Denver still led in this game? Mm-hmm. In, in that game, too? That, that there are analysts that say Denver played with their food? In that game too, and they were missing and turning over the ball, like like they were. You know what I mean? So I, I only lost by three with a game a, a game time opportunity. You know, that's a dangerous team. That's a dangerous team to play and and, and coach the way they, they're coached as well as their coach. Like I won't say it happening in game three. That being said, God give Miami the flowers because anyhow, Miami. <laughs> As we just say in the Caribbean, I should say, skin up the apple cart and win game three. Anyhow, me, well, Ken, and make my prediction go through the window. I do not know what to do with my prediction. 
That's the gospel truth. Because Miami at two one, like they are probably on close fifty. <laughs> I, that's, it, that is a perfect segue because I actually wanted to piggyback off of off of that um, sentiment right there, right? I, I kid you not, right, guys? I am more concerned about Miami going up 2-1 one, one, than coming from 2-1 down and leveling the series. I honestly feel like if Miami wins game three at home, then the Nuggets win three straight. And obviously, not just because of my prediction, but I think that will wake up Denver a lot more than if, per se, it was a case of Denver going down in Miami, winning game three, mm. going up 2-1, and then Miami having to claw back in game four, similar to the way they did in game two. I feel like if Miami goes up, that's it. Like, that, that, that's lights out for me from there. And, it's, and again, this is not just because of my prediction. I just feel like that will be, like, the straw that breaks the camel's back, and it'll be, all right. Yeah, all, all mistakes out the window. Every every adjustment that needs to be made, made. And I don't think Miami will have enough. And I could see them winning three straight from there. I, I I think it's a higher possibility. To me, I feel like there's a higher possibility of that happening. And if than if Miami has to level the series by winning Game Four, if if that is happen, if that happens, I still wouldn't even be surprised if. Miami continue to claw back and this goes to seven. I, I don't think it'll happen. Very low percentage in my head that that actually happens, but the, the highest percentage... But you think it, it, it's, it's better, it's more likely that it, it would go to a seven if Miami playing, playing catch-up every time rather than Miami leading. Correct. And, Correct. and the Eastern Conference Finals would support your theory. And, and I didn't even think of that as a reference. I didn't even think of Man that. Was as a three, three love. Yeah. Man was up three zip. Yeah. I didn't even think Man of that as a zip. reference, but it was just more to do with yeah. that. That is where I actually would put in how great Denver are. And I, I do think that that team is not going to lose a game after being down 2 1. That's how I feel about it. Mm. If, they, if they go down 2 mm. 1. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see them going down 2 1. As much nah. as, that's, as, fair, as that's fair. That's fair. I, I was just saying that's just a big if. Yeah, yeah, of course. As good as Miami has been playing with their zone, and you know one of the things that zone also does is that it helps to hide any fitness issues that people might have because you're just chasing men all around the floor. When I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it by saying it this way. I know a guy who lives here in Denver who does, he, he likes to go outside and run. He's one of the people that just like to just get on the street and run. Not chasing the ball, not nothing like that. He just run. He's right. <laughs> he just run. He just run. He said to me that when he he went to visit some family in Florida, coincidentally, he went to visit some family in Florida. The man said at no point in time could he get his heart rate up when he went to run in Florida. Because Miami is seven feet above sea level. If you're accustomed to running uh, 5,000 feet above sea level, <laughs> when you get down there where the air is nice and thick, where there's a lot of oxygen that you, you don't have any problems, you can run all can't, day. Can't go run all night. Can't go and, can't go and, and what happens when you see a sombre shuffle that don't call for much energy and you got Jamal Murray running off with Joe handoffs and screens and stuff and you decide that you want to play zone okay 
Player zone. Player zone. Come. What shall uh, you do? Can you do it? We can go almost <laughs> all night long. And instead of playing an outside in game, we're playing inside out. So we're taking the ball into the post. And then we can make things happen from in the post. Rather than we. This. That, that might actually work it. because. That may actually work because the bodies that you appelt at the bed in the post, you don't have the amount of perimeter defenders you will need mm-hmm. to stop a Denver from shooting outside if you play inside outside game. So that's actually yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're winning me with some of these theories tonight, Gary. That's <laughs> for real. Like I real, I, I real humble here tonight. <laughs> yeah, it it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Man. On to game three. Let's see what the schedule has because by the time we get back here. Uh, we should go up game saw, three and four in the books, no? At least. At least games three and four because game three is tomorrow. Game mm-hmm. four, I believe, is on Friday. Friday. And then game five is actually on Monday. So, there's actually a possibility that somebody leading <laughs> somebody gonna be leading three two, and somebody gonna be either three two up or it gonna be done. Or it gonna be done. But I mean, if, all right. So that's if, but if they were to win Monday and decided that they were having the parade on Tuesday, we might not have a show. Because, <laughs> or we might have to do the show like Wednesday or something. Won't they usually do it like a couple days after? Like if they win, then again, no. Game five would be in Denver, though. So yeah, if they, yeah, 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 you're right, right. So they could do it the next day. Gotcha. Wherever and whenever that parade is, I will be there. I will be there. I'll be. I'll be cheering with the fans. Man, they be doing that the next time. day. They're not doing that the <laughs> next day, I, I, is yeah, it? I agree with you. I feel it can be like 48 hours after. Though. Let, let the city, yeah, let, man. Let, let the city kusume in it for a little yeah. bit. You know I mean? then, yeah. <laughs> first, first title. First yeah. title. Nah. Yeah. Nah. They ain't doing They ain't doing that. This is LA. This is LA. We're like, we like, we like, yeah, this is just bottom that was 16 or something. Yeah. Call the people out. You know what I mean? LA free and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Boiler. Maybe not. Nah. They can let them mind it. I'm just imagining if Denver were to win this in five. Big man. Yeah, y'all ain't working for the rest of next week. They'll go grease the pose just like how they go grease the pose in Philly. People will do the dog downtown Denver. Listen. And you see yeah. ring night when 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 the raise that banner next season. Um, oh yeah, I will, I will probably not be able to make that ticket. Get, get that ticket either because that can probably cost just as much. That's yeah, nah, you know. Mm, how, far, mm. how far are you from downtown Denver? From from here, no. Where there's no game on, I can get to Ball Arena in about twenty seven minutes. Okay, 20, 25, 27 minutes because I just get on uh-huh. seventy, and then the exit puts me right at Ball Arena. But, but for all of our Barbados home. listeners, that's 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 from home where we live in St. Lucie to Warrens. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even as far as Warrens. It's not even. Yeah, as you're, far right. As far as you're right. That's that's probably here the whole time. 
My my home in Barbados to hold down. To hold down. Yeah, I'll take that. Or Redmond Village if you're going highway too. Well, Redmond I mean? Village according to time, but if you're going across the highway, I don't think it's as far. It's probably St. Thomas Park Church. Alright, Spears. Spears, Spears. AJ will go and give you the Grenada, the Grenada equivalent. Especially with Melek, Kurt, Mega, that, that in, no Grenada tall. In, in Grenada, if you say like, what, 20, 25, 27 minutes, that's depending on how fast you're driving. That's like from, I'd say from town to where just, not from, not, not, actually, yeah, you could do like town to probably Guav, maybe. Town to Guav is maybe like half hour. That's going up the West Coast. All right. West Coast, yeah. Or like, Maybe from where I live in the south in Granite's area to wake again half hour. Maybe like where up the west one. Let me use a tone to go off one. That's a that's more recognizable. That's easier. Which easy. You, which used to seem so far when I was living down there, but half, <laughs> a half hour yeah. drive now is a thing, boy. Nothing. <laughs> Bro, nothing. Like 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 we, 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 we moved to first world countries and all of a sudden we, we brush off. Our drives like every do hour. <laughs> I get, get in about hour. It's all right. I mean, in in, in, in London, minister work, bro. Easily, easily, bro. Like I work today. I work today across London. So I live in the southwest of London. I work in the southeast today. That's an hour and a half in traffic. You know what I mean? So and yeah, that's calm. Like morning, morning time. Okay, cool, fine, safe. So if if Wall Arena was from my house, or let's not do it from my house, so let's say where everybody might know, that's from Brixton to Central. If you're talking 27 minutes, drive from Brixton to, let's say, Piccadilly Circus. For anybody that watching, watching online. So yeah, Ken, when you, um, you know, win one of them floor side seats, floor side seats, you know, just let us know, because we know that they're in the, Tens of thousands. <laughs> Boy, let me tell you, when it when it's I, ticket prices, it, that that changed my mind one time. My, I, I fully, I fully endorse going to the going to the parade, bro. I don't care what team you back in. Get your city yeah. parade here. hundred percent. I am a staunch Braves fan since the days of Chipper Jones. You see when the Nats win that not that that um music, man. <laughs> Yeah, Chipper yeah. was my guy. That's why I'm a Braves fan. Chipper! He went and not spin that. No, boy, I was downtown in a Nats t-shirt too. I ain't ashamed to say it. I still I still this don't work out in that t-shirt, no, but the Braves will always be my... So, so y'all want... Yo. Last year for that, though. Anyway. So y'all want to hear something? Mm. So, every, we, we switch sports slightly. So everybody know that no Adam, no Adam's United supporter. Live and die on the Stratford end. Dog, when Chelsea won in 06, I was here from 05. Chelsea won 05. Uh, I didn't hear yet. I come in September. When Chelsea won 06, I went to the parade, though. I, I did put on a Chelsea shirt. Would never be caught dead in one. Ever. Wow, I went to the parade to be able to say, I see what a champion parade looked like. Yeah. You know what I mean? When we won in 07, I didn't go. But 08, I was in the city of Manchester. Because I was like, nah, can't be this close. I can't just take a train up. Maybe just to see what's going on. But yeah, it's, it's an experience. 
Manchester is a lovely city, I must say. Visited it. And, and you know what? That's, that's the longest time we, we got to. Yeah, Lakeways. Yeah, yeah Lakeways, <laughs> the Emirates. Lakeways, the Emirates. I was actually jealous when y'all built the Emirates. Like, I will never repeat that again on live. So, yeah, y'all can frame that. It's a really good stadium, man. It's a really good stadium. Fantastic stadium. I, I would have loved to see. I would have loved to see um to see Old Trafford when I was there, but at, at yeah. the time, the my significant other at that time was not into the sport, and we were visiting friends, so I couldn't I couldn't try to maneuver that. That's why you married better now. <laughs> and, and she, she already knows. She already knows when, when we were up there because we we took an anniversary trip last year to the London and then Paris. Just it was just like a week, so we kind of took the nice. start to go across. Yeah. It was non-negotiable. I told her, "All right, well, we're doing the Arsenal Stadium tour, we're doing the Emirates Stadium tour." I was not. Yeah. She was like, "All right, well, you had to buy the tickets." I was like, "Okay, you, you thought I was going to deter me? No, I'm going to buy the tickets. We're doing the tour. Yeah, we're we're like, doing this. Yeah, and and it was yeah. done. Mind you, I've been, I've done it before, like back in 2017. I remember I had, I had hit you up when I was back there in 2017, but again, because of yeah. that time, it was harder to maneuver, like going off yeah, that, like, and that kind of thing, but. Yeah, and then this time around, easy, I'm not trip ending, but it can happen though because there's there's no way I come to Texas, there's no way I go to Colorado oh, yeah, and sure. come to visit y'all guys, and I'm not going to at least even though we all this new stadium tours, I at least going outside the stadium and stand up. Look, take a picture. Yes, I was here. <laughs> I was here. That that's what a sports fan does. Yeah. I was here. But last time I was in New York, I had to go outside the the Bronx Bomber Stadium. You mad? Come on, out! Like, yeah. went to Monster Square Garden. You, 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 for me, that was just things like you do, you do for sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. Regardless of who you who you support, yeah. you know what I mean. It's still an experience yeah. at the end of the day, you know. Hundred percent. Yeah. As much as I hate these closers, I actually want to go to a Liverpool game on a European at Anfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that atmosphere is pretty crazy. So I want to experience that. I will. I will be in all. I'll be dressed in all black, probably with a scarf over my face. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But one of these days, I'll be able to go to Ball Arena. And, you know, I'll be if I can from the from the from the from the from the court side. You know. Nah, man, you sitting on that to me. If I can afford it, my boys can afford it. Come, still here. It is true. It is true. But fellas, we've had a great time. I put four it's topics true. on the on the rundown, and we hit all four. We we got through everything pretty well. So we will see where things are when we return next week. I mean, if if you say no show, that means that. <laughs> I was celebrating with the people from from the mountain top because yeah. If you're a legendary, if you're a legendary, legendary force. Hands in the air. All right, all right. You know, still, still in sound mind and body. (laughs) (laughs) We were here for you for about three days. I tell you, Denver, y'all, y'all can go. Y'all can be out. Nobody is going to work next week if Denver. Yeah, I, I really want to see how this. I really, really want to see how it, how this transpires in the city. If 
and when the Denver Nuggets win this championship. So, Adam, before I, we jump out of here, tell the folks where they can find you, as always. As always, I'm on Instagram, Jomar underscore Maximus. But the Bolos for 005 on Twitter, hit me up for anything sports-related. And remember to check out these boys, Greenditch, who in their third season now, I believe, nice and seasoned, you know, and, and, and a lot better content than a lot more popular shows we won't name them. But, you know, we will get there. Um, big up to the green and the beige. Uh, thanks for having me, as always. Make sure to like and subscribe these points and share with everybody. Yeah, man. Thank you very much. And, of course, once you are able to wake up, Next week, we will want you back here again as we speed to the end of these NBA playoffs. So, for the Green Beach Podcast, as always, we thank you very much for spending some time with us. If you watch this on YouTube, we appreciate your time. If you listen to us anywhere that you get your podcast, we thank you for your time as well. And as Adam said, we encourage you to share, like, subscribe, you know, for those places that take ratings, give us five stars. Because if you give us four stars, maybe something is wrong with you. So, yeah. That is AJ. He is the green. I am Ken. I am the bitch. And we will see you next time.